Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, February the 11th, Super Bowl Sunday. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you beautiful people in Monroe. There are folks in Monroe. You got some folks in Monroe? Them. Just have to see a lot of people out there. Yeah. You're doing good. Shout out to you folks in Monroe. Um, Mr. Crenshaw, question. Yep. Hey. Noel, you too. Uh-oh. Have your head set ready to come on here. Keep that music going. Where were you 12 years ago on this date when you got the news that we lost Whitney? Ooh. That's why I'm playing this. I figured that out. Yeah. Where were? Do you remember where you? I see. I was thinking about this. I don't remember where I was. I remember because I was down the dial doing something. But I think it was a week. It no, was it was week. a Tuesday was, night. No, it was a weekend. It was, it was a weekend. weekend. That's right. Because I was. That's right. Because I did because that. the awards. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. they're yeah. supposed to be the Grammy party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember exactly where I was. Where were you? I was in Coles at Stonecrest Mall. I was in line at Coles. In line at Coles. Mm-hmm. And I got a text that. message. It, yeah. It, you know, it, whether it's an artist, politician, wherever, when somebody famous dies, it depends on, you know, what camp you're in or where they were in yeah. your life. Yeah. There's some folks who didn't get affected. I got another one for you. See, that's. I was at 11 Alive. You and were? Didn't, didn't want to, but didn't want to believe it. Yes, yeah, weekend, weekend, weekend yeah. sport. That's, that's, I was there. Here's another one. Same date. Same impact on people. Today is the day that Tyson got knocked the you-know-what out by Buster Douglas. Ooh. Yep. Today's the anniversary, 1990. Where were y'all when you heard that news? Scrambling, trying to get his mouthpiece and put it back in. Yep. That was wow. There's something that we thought was, like, impossible. Which begs the question, is that the greatest upset in sports in your life, in your lifetime? One of them. You know, but but yeah, that's that's that that, that 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 that's a pretty big one. That would probably be for me, number one, because if you don't remember and you, it, it it's like when when Tyson started popping and people were comparing him to George Foreman and they don't remember what kind of mean so and so George Foreman was yeah, when prime. he was the champ. Yeah, people now, because they, they know the guy that came back with the grills. They got with the grills. He was <laughs> exactly. He, you know, he was. He oh, was, he was a nice dude. He's nice dude. Nice nice guy. <laughs> Knock you out on Saturday night and preach to you Sunday morning. He's nice, <laughs> nice. You know, I mean, what, what other boxer would do that for you? Exactly, exactly. Knock, knock you out on Saturday night and preach to you. On so, so you got folks now that that 
may not be old enough to. I mean, you can go to YouTube and, and see the knockoffs. Oh, yeah. But just you mentioned that dude's name; it brought on a response when he was from '86 on, when he became the youngest, and just the way he walked, the way he cared about. Plus, you knew his backstory. Mm-hmm. Mike knew how to get to the courthouse. Because he had spent a lot of time there. Yeah. So you had yeah. all of that rolled into one big thing, and you thought this dude was never going to lose. But little by little, yeah. those that remember boxing, he yeah. started, you know, the people in his camp started going away. First it was Customato, yeah. and then it was uh, Teddy that, Atlas that, that, and the boys. That was big. Losing Customato was big for him. In his life, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Was Buster Douglas. was a game changer for him. Buster Douglas, February 11th, 1990. Yeah. Knocked out um, Mike Tyson and changed everything. You ever see Whitney in concert? I have not. I did. I saw, well, it's funny I, I, you should I, say I, that. I saw her four times, and the first time was a place over the Moonshadow Saloon. The first place I remember seeing a little place. Now, if you're going over over off of um, Briarcliff near Channel Five, that little angle road that takes you over the Morning Side, right there. It's like those. That's mm-hmm. right there. There's a Kroger Shopping Center. That place right there where you see the Emory buses. Right. Right there. That was that, that was the lounge. It was a place called the Moonshadow okay. Lounge. I kind of remember and, that. And yeah. she and she played there, very intimate setting, uh, up close in person. and person. You know, you give good love. That that album to come out. I said, I got to go catch this girl. She come to town. I, I got to go catch. I have not. Girl. I didn't see her live. And that was her first her first concert in town. Next time I saw her was out at Six Flags. Remember they were doing concerts at Six Flags. <laughs> yeah, I do. And so so I, I I saw her in a number of different places. So yeah, man. You know, it, it, she's kind of like Prince for me. In that yeah. I never saw a concert of his, but remember I told you that story about when we got yeah. snowbound here in the early 90s and he was stuck at the Hotel Nico. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend that was working over there and went and saw them, and then he's in the lobby just playing. Yeah. And there's nobody around, right? <laughs> the same thing. Tracy's father uh, had a place, and all these GM executives, right? they, they had a place out there with all them other college coaches out at uh, Reynolds Plantation. Now, that's me. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Um, Reynolds Plantation, mm-hmm. right out there, Lake Oconee. Lake Oconee. So where all the, where, where all the coaches live. Where all the what lives? The coaches. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All, yeah. the, all them, all, all them, co- all them coaches. I think the one guy I ran into out there uh, once um, was Frank Beamer. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be the dude I, I coaches I, I ran there. into yeah. out there. So anyway, they had a Ritz Carlton, mm-hmm. and one of the days I had to a couple days. You know, we split up when we'd go out there. Chase, you do this, and, and you know the kids were there, and so sometimes I'd peel off, and you know, um, father's wife, uh, Jackie, I'd be running her around like Miss Daisy. You know, just we just doing stuff, or I'd be playing golf, right? So one day we had to go over to the hotel, and it was very well known that Whitney and Bobby would hang out there, okay. and there was a piano in the lobby, and she just you know have somebody playing it, and, and she'd start singing. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know, it's, it, I trip you, into so you, much stuff, you, man. You, accidentally, you, you have artists who do that. You, you know, you have comics who sometimes, you know, comedians oh, yeah, just look for a room. I'm in town. Hey, I'm in town. Just stop through, check out who's on there, come up on stage, do a few minutes. You yeah. know, just to keep the chops sharp. You know, sharp and go back to what made them who they became, right? In yeah. that small little venue. So, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, ninety-two nine, the game, ninety-two nine, the game. dot com. Russell Baxter's going to join us. Listen, I got to apologize right now. There is a there was a casting call snafu. Okay. So the bright shiny new one that I normally have is still in the works, but there's stuff on there now that's still relevant, and we need you to you know you know submit for it. I okay. hear the I hear the rustle of a production room. I know. And so that means Noel. Noel, what <laughs> is, you got? Is ready to come on here. No, Good morning. No, no, she just got a mic open. Oh, she had a mic. Oh, I thought she was going to come in here no, and answer. No, she wasn't going to answer. Would you have something? 
She, she, she might have had a story. I was adding things. She's doing and things. And then I started working again. I was yeah. talking. Yes. And then y'all were talking. And then I started working. And I forgot I was talking. Yeah. But good I have that happen all the time. Good morning. All right. <laughs> And, you know, we got excuses. We're old. You ain't supposed to be doing that to yourself yet. <laughs> <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't supposed to be calling, Too many you know, moving parts. Yeah, oh, no, you ain't supposed to be calling relatives by the wrong names and all that stuff. That's for grandma and grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I told you what's coming up. Yeah. And this is the time that we normally let you just kind of freeform. Yeah, let me so go because we only got, only got a few minutes here. Let me run down the college basketball scores from yesterday. Uh, and a, a kind of a bumpy time for our, for our home folks yesterday in college basketball. And we're we, we, we going to get better. We, we promise. We're going to get, get better. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia Tech having a, a, a rough time of it. They were up at Louisville, and they fall up there. Uh, Louisville beats them 79-67. Tech is now 10-14. and 14. Georgia drops one on the road at Arkansas. Uh, the Hogs get them 78-75. Georgia's now 14 uh, and 10 on the season. Kennesaw State goes on the road up to Nashville. Music City, uh, some toe-tapping music, not good. They lose to Lipscomb 101-95. to um, So Kennesaw State loses that one. Georgia State was a winner. They hosted Miami of Ohio. Um, the Fighting Terrence Moores. And they beat them 73-53, to a final score. They win that one. Clark Atlanta over Savannah State, 72-54, final score. And the alma mater. Got his hand on his heart. Their 20th win of the season, 20-2, and two are the West Georgia Wolves ranked number seven in the NCAA Division II poll. Shout out to the folk down in Carrollton who do a wonderful thing. Got some high school state champions yesterday of all the fall of winter sports Yesterday was championship. This week has been championship for swimming. Okay. And they've been doing it over at Georgia Tech at the Cement Pond over there. They've been there over there swimming in that thing. And, and so <laughs> the winners, the state, the swimming and diving champions in Class 7A, uh, the boys' champions, Walton, uh, the girls' champion, Brookwood. In Class 6A, the boys' champion is Johns Creek, girls' champion, Lassiter. In Class 4A, 5A, the boys' champion is Chattahoochee. Uh, the girls' champion is Westminster. And in Class 1A to 3A, boys and girls, Wesleyan was winner in both of those, of both boys and girls. So congratulations to all of the state champions uh, in swimming for this year. They were over at Georgia Tech at the Olympic. You, you know, how many states do you do? And, and I hope the young people who do that appreciate the fact that they are competing in an Olympic Pool. They're competing in an Olympic facility. How many states, the kids who, who swim for their state high school championships get to swim in an Olympic that was actually a part of the Olympics? Not many. Yeah. You think about it. No, you're right. You know? so, so, I mean, that's something rare and special that we get to have here in our state, and the Georgia High School Association does that to give those young people a an incredible experience. Would you call it the Cement Pond? The Cement Pond. Yeah. That's what they called on Beverly Hillbillies. Well, in a related story— <laughs> Today would have been Max Bear's birthday. <laughs> well, it would be Max. He's How still, do you tee that up? He, he's still with us. Hang on a second. It I didn't say Junior. I said oh, Max. Oh, the Max Bear, the boxer. The old man. The boxer. The old man was a heavyweight champion. Yeah, man. For a year and a half. Yeah. But he was a heavyweight champ. So mm-hmm. Jethro's daddy. <laughs> it was Jethro's daddy. Take us out of here, Noel. We got to get out the way. Say about the spit on his computer. <laughs> we got Russell Baxter coming up. I got a perfect question. I'm going to start off with Russell. Oh, we'll this is going to be great. It's going to be great. We got him on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. This is gonna, get ready, folks. Buddy. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. I'm going to, yeah. I'll tell you, I'm going to shut up now.
Radio, 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom Sam and Greg on the Super Bowl Sunday, 11th day of February. We hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. And let me thank you for Mr. Crenshaw, for Noel, for letting us be a part of your weekend mornings, yesterday morning and this morning. And by the way, football will be done with by midnight tonight. At least I believe so. East Coast yeah, time. Yeah, unless we have a whole lot of overtime. Exactly. After that, we now will get our shows back, our four-hour shows. It'll be Sam and Greg, 6 to 10 and 7 to 11 moving forward. Mm -hmm. But we got the four hours back, and listen, there's a lot of ebb and flows going on over these last X amount of months, and we thank you for uh, staying with us. Do we have our guests ready to go? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, It's been a minute since we have had Russell on. want to thank Russell for being a part of the show, especially on the Super Bowl Sunday. And can I ask him the first question? Go ahead. I don't know why. Russell, good morning, first of all. Um, thank you for being a part of the show. But you popped into my head when this was announced the other night. A little backstory here. Sam and I, you know, we do like all shows. You probably did the same thing. As the year ended, you give your year-end, you know, grades or, or players of the year and so on and so forth. So we were talking about, you know, story of the year for the NFL. And, and I know what Sam's is. But this sort of creeped into the other night when they had the NFL honors and they gave out the comeback player of the year. And I know who Mr. Crenshaw would like to have seen win that award, but it went to Joe Flacco. And I don't know why, but you popped into my head wondering, I wonder if he felt the same way. I know you had an opinion on both of them because you talked about DeMar Hamlin being here, but did they make the right choice in your mind? Well, you know, it's so subjective, and I'm not trying to give you a cop-out answer and so on. And, uh, you know, the, the AP voters, boy, they get a lot of flack for, you know, who they – I mean, if I see one more T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett argument um, <laughs> on social media, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. The awards are given in that set. Um, I understand the Flacco uh, vote because he literally came off – the couch or whatever he has in his living room that he's sitting on. Um, But I also know that he only played five regular season games and something, and I know the Browns got blown out in the playoffs, but people need to realize these are, these, these votes come in like a day or two after the regular season. Okay. So the playoffs are not taken into consideration. Um, I don't know. I have to really mull it over. And I understand the DeMar Hamlin story as well. Um, And, you know, and and that one kind of reminds me of, uh, in a totally different vein, uh, Alex Smith from a couple of years ago. But, you know, I've I've also seen, I also saw Philip Rivers get comeback player of the year, guys, uh, a year after he didn't miss any time. He just had a subpar season right so what is what is the criteria i mean everybody has their own individual criteria um and it's more than just about stats i mean i I think i think the joe flacco award tied directly into the kevin stefanski award the browns wound up using and now the last game they sat flacco for the playoffs but they wound up using five different starting quarterbacks during the regular season so I get, I understand the logic involved, um, but uh, you know it, it it is what it is. Again, the the fifty voters, 
some of some of whom I know, some of whom I've worked with, and so on. They all have their individual criteria, and it's the same thing with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's no set uh, stat. There's no set uh, criteria. Um, it's what you feel as a, a writer, a historian, and by the way, for the people who dispel the. Um, well, the media shouldn't be doing the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Let's yeah. keep in mind there are three or four enshrinees, players and coaches, who are members of the voting committee as well. So it's not all media members. Uh, you know, that's changed over recent years. So to not answer your question, uh, I, I got I, I, You know what? Come back to me at a later date. All right, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll spend the time on the com hotline with Russell Baxter. We don't get to have this guy on often, and of all times, he has some time for us on Super Bowl Sunday, so really excited to have him. And he is social. You can always find him at Bax Football Guru, at Bax Football Guru. Personally, I put DeMar Hamlin in a total different category because other people are coming back from things on the field. This guy, yes. this guy came back from the entrance to the pearly gates. You know, yeah. so I mean, so me, I put him in a whole different, a whole different place. Name the award after him. You know, moving well, forward. M- 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 well, we hope nobody else gets to the point well, that he got on the it, field. Yeah, but name you it know, after him. You know, him. We, we 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 hope nothing. We don't see that again on on the field. Uh, Russell, you've been great this week. Uh, counting down to the days. Um, your thoughts about th- th- this particular matchup in Las Vegas. <laughs> Just the idea. You're out there when you got roulette tables and you got cheap breakfast. Uh, and you got the biggest game of the year. Well, you know, I, I, I'll go back. You know, we're all. I think we're all pretty much contemporaries as far as age. You know, I I was around when you know Adam met Eve. Um, oh, really? That's a, whole, that's a whole different. Well, I told I I I said don't 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 take the apple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to warn him. Famous last words. Eat a peach. <laughs> Think about this for a second. First off, who would have ever thought we would have seen a team in Vegas, much less a Super Bowl? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, going back 15, 20 years and so on. But that's the way it is. And this is a fascinating matchup. And, and you know, I, I will tell you this. If, if you go on my Twitter account or any of my Facebook accounts like football, past and present. I did a slew of stuff as far as history and stats mm-hmm. and, and all that. I had a great time with this game. Um, second time in five years, each, these teams are playing the Super Bowl, kind of reminiscent of old Pittsburgh and Dallas and Buffalo and Dallas and Cincinnati and San Francisco and did a whole piece on that as well. Um, the thing that intrigues me about this game is, uh, you know, I keep on hearing this is an offensive league and yet the Chiefs gave up the second fewest points in the league and the 49ers gave up the third fewest points in the league. So could we be in for a defensive struggle? I will say this. Um, that 49er defense, especially against the run, has me highly concerned. And it really kind of limped down the stretch. And it's funny how a regular season game kind of points out what's going on with the team. And a game in which the 49ers beat the Cardinals 45-29 to late in the year. Guys, they gave up 234 yards rushing to the Cardinals that game. Wow. And and you saw it. You saw uh, Aaron Jones and both, you know, um, David Montgomery and Jamar Gibbs have success running the ball against San Francisco. Um, You know, their run defense wasn't even close to what it was. And now, see, here's where you get into funny things. 
they were ranked third in the league against the run. And a lot of that was built up late in the year. And the Kansas City's more than capable with that, you know, two-headed monster, especially Isaac Pacheco, of going in there and doing some damage. Then again, Kansas City's run defense is kind of middle of the pack, and they gave up some yards. So I wouldn't leave the crap tables too early because this could be a very, very quick game and a lot more running in it uh, than you would think. Um, but here's this is my favorite Super Bowl stat. Uh, I throw it out every year. I probably did it last year if I was on with you guys. Turnovers dictate this game. Um, only six times has a team lost the turnover battle and won the game. Uh, there's been times where they've had no turnovers. They've had equal amount of turnovers. And the Rams did it two years ago, so don't say it can't be done. But think about this for a second. 57 Super Bowl champions, 64 turnovers in those games. Wow. 57 Super Bowl losers, 164 turnovers. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, okay. you made your point. Yeah, uh, yeah really, really, <laughs> really. Folks, folks, we spent the time talking with Russell Baxter. And like we said, he is social. Find him always at Bax Football Guru. Talk about these quarterbacks and what a win today does for either of them. Brock Purdy, obviously, from where he came from. But what does this do also for, for, for Mahomes to just put him in this upper stratosphere that everyone well, predicts he's headed for? Well, I, I, I kind of think he's there to be honest with you, because he's a combination of success um, and numbers. And that's what you look at. I mean, you know, early in Tom Brady's career, um, and I hate the word game manager because everybody's a game manager, okay? Um, But they were more about defense and special teams and him being efficient. Later in his career, they became more offensively prolific, and they really needed him to, to carry the offense more than he had early in his career. Patrick Mahomes is kind of, I mean, his first full year as a starter, he threw 50 touchdown passes. Um, his numbers in the playoffs, uh, I, I believe he's 14-3. and three. The Chiefs are 14-3 and three with him as a starter, and I make myself a hypocrite. Um, he's turned over the ball only eight times, okay? they The Chiefs... Um, I should say Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception in a playoff game, you know, all year. Uh, In fact, that turnover number I gave you, here's the thing that's been wild this year, okay? Um, And I I don't want to skip by Brock Purdy because he's been very, very efficient. He kind of had that midseason slump, um, as the whole team did as well. And, you know, a lot of what you're seeing with him in the playoffs and him having to come back and the team having to come back against the Packers and against the Lions is the 49er defense, okay? Let's not forget they were down 24-7 yeah. at home in the NFC Championship game. So fortunately, they're a very balanced team which has a lot of weapons. They have the offensive player of the year in Christian McCaffrey. Um, so he's doing his part, and that's what quarterback – this idea that your quarterback has to carry the team is kind of ludicrous because that's why we haven't seen, you know, we've seen one guy in 58 years of the Super Bowl era lead the league in passing yards and win the Super Bowl, and that was McCatrick Holmes last year. All those yards don't mean, don't mean anything. You can get those yards in a lot of different ways. So um, to me, it's, it's 
this this Super Bowl will be about balance. And Andy Reid knows that. Listen, they were down 24-14 in the Super Bowl last year at halftime. They cranked up the running game. They had 119 yards rushing in the second half. They only had 39 yards rushing in the first half. Philadelphia was a mediocre run defense last year. They were great at getting to the quarterback. But what did that, what happened in that game? Kansas City came all the way back, and the Eagles had 70 sacks during the regular season and none in the playoffs. I don't know about you. It's hard to sack the quarterback when the running back has the ball. It is uh, Russell Baxter joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com on the Super Bowl Sunday. You mentioned your favorite stat. I heard one this past week, and it just sort of added to why I'm going for Kansas City. I, I want Kansas City to win because I want to see greatness continue with this guy. It's also my father's team. You know, and I was coming up, you know, you had that team you and your father went against, and he was Kansas City, I was Oakland Raiders. So that, that gave us that little <laughs> thing every year, right? But now that, um, you know, he is where he is, I'm going I'm to pull for Kansas City. But here's the thing, Russell, you may have heard this this past week. The club that Patrick Mahomes joins if he wins this, and that was the guys with three championships and two MVPs in their first seven seasons, it's a club of six right now. And this is in all of American professional sports. Okay, mm. out in the big three, there's only six guys who have done that. I'll give them to you: Larry Bird and Bill Russell, Mickey Mantle, Stan Musial, mm. Joe DiMaggio, and Guy Lafleur. Wow! Now, what was missing from what, what was missing from those six? A football player. Yeah, football player. That's very interesting. And here's That's the other thing too: this is this this category, this this stat, if you will, covers the first seven seasons. Let's all take a breath and remember, this dude only played, what, half of his first season? So oh, this, no, no. How much was let it? Me, let me correct. He played one game. Okay, so they didn't – are they not counting that first game as his season or is it the next year? Because it, it is. Well, it counts as a season, okay? And the year that they won the first Super Bowl, Greg, he only missed two games, I believe it was. Okay. But his very first season, Alex Smith was the quarterback. Yeah, They had things wrapped up. Um, Patrick Mahomes started uh, yeah. against the Denver Broncos. That was his first start. And Alex Smith obviously uh, was not a factor after that and so on. Um, they lost, lost 2017 uh, was uh, a playoff year for the Chiefs, uh, but they got bounced right. uh, by New England. So um, yeah, no, when, he's built, basically done all this in six years. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And for that yeah. list to have no other NFL players, and I was telling Sam this yesterday, and you think about it, there's only like four guys in the NFL, quarterbacks that is, that have got more than three or three or more. And well, what impresses me about Mahomes, and I kind of alluded to the fact, is his performance in the playoffs. Now, you know what's it's funny is I believe he's only thrown – seven postseason interceptions. Now, what's interesting about that is four of them have come in the Super Bowl. Right. Two against the 49ers, and then two a year later when uh, the, the Chiefs didn't have any offensive tackles and the Buccaneers spent more time in the backfield than he did right. in that game. But, and, but last year, he won MVP uh, for Super Bowl 57. He didn't even throw for 200 yards in the game. He threw three touchdowns, and uh, you could make a case that the, one of the main reasons he got MVP was that 26-yard run. Yeah. Late in the yeah. Game, which it's, I think it, so uh, I, that 
to me was as big a part. I mean, it was yeah. like when Cooper Cup, remember Cooper Cup, um, got MVP the year before, right, with the Rams. He had all those catches. He had the touchdowns. Remember fourth and one, yeah, reverse, yeah, yeah, first down. That's so did it. Russell, we're up, we're, we're up, we're up against it, Russell. We're being we're being yelled at to get out, <laughs> but we want to thank you, buddy, as always, and please, please, please enjoy the rest of your day. But <sighs> we we just can't have you on here enough. So would you, would you promise us to come back as often as you can? I promise, promise, but I got to throw out one more stat. Sure. Go ahead. No tight end's ever been named Super Bowl MVP. Oh. oh. Watch they, for they, that today. They would not dare. Oh, hey, man. They would dare. That's do just tailor-made, isn't it? Yeah, they it? would. Yeah, tailor-made. Tailor you got two good tight ends in this game, yeah. Kittle yeah. and Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Lauren Michaels ran that replay that Saturday Night Live with Kelsey hosted last night. Everybody's on top of this. Anyway, nice. Russell, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you as always, buddy. All right. Talk to you, Sam. There you go. Right. Russell Baxter joining Sam and Greg. I'll let you know how you guys can make some money. Up next, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg on this 11th day of February. It's a Sunday morning. It's kind of just nasty outside. Rain is hanging around. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You know, but we, can, we can barely see some of the buildings up up, up each street here. We got the rain coming it, in. It ain't icy cold and we don't have no floods going. No, so it's I'm, not cold. It ain't cold outside. It was like 60-something when we got up in here. But it's just one of them kind of funky days. So yeah. we hope you were... Having a wonderful weekend, and thank you again for I'm, letting I'm on, us. I'm on Facebook Live asking people who they're with, and the person I'm on there with said the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are what they're parking cars. They're drinking de- moonshine they, they, they or something? Deal, they're detailing cars in the parking <laughs> lot, right? That's what they're doing for the Super Bowl game. Hey, did right. you hear what we came back with? We, we came back with some Cheryl Crow. Happy yeah, we did. Happy 62nd birthday Whoa. to Cheryl Crow. Okay, now. To Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So the sun of, comes up on Santa Monica Boulevard. Got rid of what's-his-face years ago. Yeah. Got all them lies and... Things like that out of our house. She got rid of what's his name, Armstrong. Did that right on time too, actually. Right. Avoided all the mess and the drama. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, she got out right on time. Mm, mm, mm. No when to take the exit ramp. <laughs> exit stage left. Happy 60th birthday. 60. Are you ready for this? Who's that? Sarah Palin. Man. Sarah Palin Six, is 60 years 60 old today. 60 years old and today. And keeping it in the politician family, Jeb Bush. Okay. Happy birthday to him. Okay. So we got some others. Isn't it an interesting morning of birthdays. Went went from ginger to stroker ace. <laughs> <laughs> True. Every, everybody in between. I asked you a question. Uh, yes. I, and listen, I'm going to let you know where you guys can find this list. I'm going to have a fresh one up later on. I just had some issues yesterday where I couldn't get the casting call up. Uh, I'm going to attack it again today so there will be a fresh one there. But the one that you see at 92.9thegame.com slash casting call or on Get Cast with Greg on X, has job opportunities and some good ones here from Rose Lock Casting. She's the one doing um, the Saturday Night Live movie. Okay. 1975. And there are multiple roles for that coming up. So, I mean, everything from stand-ins to, to the variety. Remember I mentioned last week a variety show? If you were on a variety show, what kind of act would you have? I would, which, which one could I do yeah. personally? Which yeah. one would I like to like, do? Are you going to spin the plates or... The, the, the like plate that. spinning dude, the plate spinning dude, just <laughs> did it for me, man. On on Ed Sullivan, that that that, that was that was phenomenal. I I don't know that you know probably some <laughs> kind of prob, probably some kind of acrobat thing. If I Think was gonna, so? yeah, if I was going to do an act, it would be Tight some rope? sort of 
Oh, uh, you know, we're kind of a Cirque du Soleil sort of thing. Okay. Oh, something like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and we have our wonderful producer who is ready to come on. Yeah, I'm going to ask her, what, well, what would you do? Well, you to... I had a different question for Noel because I want you to answer the one I asked you. Okay. All As right. we sit here on this Super Bowl Sunday, we talked about halftimes. We talked about other things around the game. But one of the things that where the money is really spent on them commercials Absolutely. Is there one of them that stayed with you? Because I was trying to wrap my mind around one of them Super Bowl commercials that to this day stayed with me, and they're all just sort of I mean, jumbled I, together. I don't know if it's like one particular one, but I like, yeah, the, I don't theme, have I like the theme. Ones. The, the Budweiser commercials overall. With the Clydesdales, right? I've been good Clydesdales, but not just that. But the, but the beer bottles, when they played the beer, whatever, the beer bowl or whatever, the bottles actually played. The uh, okay, play the, the, would yeah. play the game. The balls would play the Remember, because they had the forty ounce, and that was like refrigerator Perry. You, 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 <laughs> yeah, you, right. So, I remember I mean, them again. So I mean, yeah, the, the, those were good. And the E Trade babies, and the E Trade babies are back this year. I understand. Well, they are. Yeah, they're back this year. The okay. E Trade babies are so early two thousands. Yeah, that is so funny. Yeah. Uh, the number one to me most memorable Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercial is Budweiser's Wise Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. Okay. I don't remember any okay. other commercial like Five Heart that went <laughs> Thank free you. That in one my brain. With me. Yeah. But that is the one. Now I thought they had an ad out earlier this year that I felt was more of a Super Bowl commercial ad that they threw out to us beginning of the season. But I want to say it's the uh, it's the Frito Lay commercial where the retired players think about returning to the game. Oh right, with with uh, Marino and Emmitt right. Smith. Yeah, right. yeah, I was okay. like, this feels, I can this see that. has more of a Super Bowl commercial vibe to it. Actually, you're right. Or, or Peyton. No, it was it was Emmett Smith. It and was Peyton. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. They were all Gary sitting around Rice. talking. Oh yeah, Gary yeah, Rice, you think, yeah. And then at the end, end you get the uh, the Tom Brady. Um, oh, and, and Edelman. Edelman, yeah, uh, cameo. <laughs> yeah. You want to do that? Yeah, they did like laughing at those dudes. Here's one that I'm, I can't remember the commercial, but I know they were a part. The frogs. Something having to do with the frogs. Was that a Budweiser thing? I think that's Budweiser too for a while. I think that was Budweiser, yeah. yeah. And I just remember it was well, something was with their the frogs. Advertising company? Yeah, they're going to do some different things. Because <laughs> they're going from right the, from the WhatsApp to the beer bottles to the Clydesdales mm-hmm. and, and, to, and, and to the frogs. You know what I'm really surprised, though? They, there's not a bigger presence at four Super Bowls because it's the week before. It's always been, for the most part, week just before, is, is uh, Daytona 500. Now, depending on the network that's, yeah, depending that's, on the airing, network that's airing, but I'm yeah. saying the commercials, I'm surprised there isn't been a Super Bowl commercial. They, they, right now, NASCAR is like going out of their way to like avoid that. This is the Sunday preview uh, before the Daytona 500. Right. Traditionally, this is like qualifying day. Traditionally, this is the day when you go and take your two laps around right. the track, totally avoiding it. Totally avoid. Why do you think that is? Yeah, well, they've been totally avoiding it. But they're staying out of the way. They, you know, they, they, and that's how they, they've altered their schedule to, uh, to, to avoid you know, conflict with, 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 the, with the NFL. I get that, but I'm yeah. talking about just keeping the brand out there. Not that they really yeah. need it that much, but you yeah. would think that, you know, there's, I'm sure there's going to be some. I, I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron shows up, which would remind you the basketball's still going on. The bigger names in the other sports yeah. may show up. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of messy thing. By the way, did you see what kind of trouble he caused? Yeah. Miami Internet, they sat him to like the last minute or something where they in China. I mean, uh, it's, China? Vegas, it's Vegas. Anybody could, could, could drop in. And, and and you could see some NASCAR drivers there. No, I'm because, talking about commercials. But, but, well, okay. In commercials that no, have already been I, I, I think together. a lot of that goes with the network. And CBS is carrying it. CBS ain't playing the NASCAR game. That's Fox and NBC. So you wouldn't see I it. I still think if, if, if 
okay, you got all these sponsors on cars. If Sprite put one of their drivers in a commercial getting ready for the race, but yet also talking about Super Bowl Sunday. It wouldn't be Sprite. It's, it's a Pepsi event. Okay, well, pick a Pepsi driver. <laughs> you ain't got to be all like that. I'm just and saying it's a Pepsi. Okay, you're right. It's I'm, a Pepsi event. Huggies, how about that? And don't we know it. They came to town a few years ago and got a big can of spray paint and sprayed Pepsi all over everything. Yeah, that's right here. And it's Coca-Cola. In the home of Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'll pick another one. By the way, yeah. my thing that drives me crazy happened again. We were sitting there Uh-oh. talking to Russell, mm-hmm. and I brought up these six guys in this category. If you weren't listening, Patrick Mahomes with a win today joins a group of six American professional sports team or players. Actually, this this should be altered because I'm not sure if the hockey player is from America. Well, either way, North America. That's no, good enough. Well, North Americans professionals. Right. Teams. They didn't put that. Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Mickey Mantle, Stan Musial, Joe DiMaggio, and Guy Lafleur. Mm-hmm. That's how you say his name, right? Mm-hmm. How you spell it? G G U Y. No, G. Yeah, G U Y. Yeah, G U Y. Which is everybody else on the planet? This guy is guy. He's like you. Uh, so what is it with these Canadian people when they see a word that everybody pronounces it the way it's supposed to? They got to change it a little bit. Because they're, they're by way of Middle Georgia, where Houston is Houston. Oh, that's what they did. They picked it up that way. <laughs> were they were they on tour with Sherman when he came through here? Then went kept going north. Yeah, I don't no. Know. No, yeah. I'm just saying. Ron, you you had a problem with Houston and Houston yesterday, and I got a problem with R O Y being pronounced Wa as opposed to Roy. Yep. Well, popped in my you would head do again. it. You would do that. You would do that. Sam and Greg Sports Radio, ninety-two nine. The game. Atlanta United was a winner. Uh, they're playing these friendlies that are in private. People say cannot, that again. That's a sentence I didn't think I'd hear. They're when I playing woke up these this. friendly preseason matches. Oh, in private. Was, but I don't think we no, said it the first time. They're, they're playing these friendlies in, in private. private. <laughs> That's that what they're doing. Like... People, they're, they're not open to the public to come and watch, but we're able to carry them, you know, and, and um, you know. We had it yesterday. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we had, had it yeah, pregame, started playing, at two. And, playing uh, Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and they get a 3-0 victory in that they have one more private, friendly in private uh, with Sporting KC. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Because it's funny. It's, it's in a unique sentence. That could apply in a number of areas. Like if you if, if you if you told me yeah. that um, a certain magazine that run by a guy named Hefner got into the movie business and they started one of their first title was Friendlies in Private. That would be I wouldn't be surprised. And just let you have you think of all kind of stuff. We're talking about soccer, man. You know, or football. Uh, so they are football. They they have one more to go. Um, next weekend against Sporting KC, and then uh, the real deal happens on the 24th, taking on Columbus to start the MLS season. Hopefully they'll be ready to go. So, so far, so good with them shaking things up. No boom, Yakamakis. Yeah. Well, that would have been the first thing we played time. today. You know, so, no, not, not in this match. But, um, you know, hopefully Mike will be in midseason form when he gets that first goal and maybe give us that boom, Yakamakis that we, we love to get. All right. uh, yeah. Listen, Greg.Clarkson, Odyssey.com, getting back to the casting call, which is why I'm supposed to be talking about this segment. Uh, for any of the uh, job information in front of and behind the camera, and, uh, again, you can see the list and those job opportunities under Roselock Casting for the Saturday Night Live 1975 movie that is being done. And, again, there will be a fresh one up today. I, I got to ask you, man. Yeah. The smallest city in the world. Do you know what that is? The sm- excuse me, the smallest country smallest, in the world. Man, I don't the smallest country in the have world. No idea. Was uh, made into a, was is made an enclave today in Italy, Vatican City. 
is the well, smallest country smallest in the world. Co- smallest country. Yeah. And in uh, 1929, it became officially a you know enclave of uh, Rome. Of Rome. Of Rome. So there you go. Yeah. That happened on this day. You bowl. Hmm? You Are you a bowler? Occasionally. Not, yeah, me not too. Like I, I kind of like, like it. I should, you know, not like I should. There's a guy named James Blackstone. He bowled, and they, they recorded this, a 299 and a half. <laughs> a 299 and, and a half. half. If you know that a perfect game in bowling is, is 300, 300 right. how do you bowl a 299 have no and a idea. half? I have no idea. Apparently, the last the guy bowls his last round, and it the pin breaks. <laughs> and half of it fell, and half of it stood. Oh, that's and terrible. And it remains standing. That's awful. This is a true story. James Blackstone awful. of Seattle. Man. Bowled a two ninety nine and a half. Bowled a two ninety nine and a half. That, that's 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 ridiculous. It says here the last pin broke. The pin broke, but it stood. Whoa! <laughs> they gave him a half. He go out there just stump, just yeah. stump, and see if it'll, it'll it'll go over with the rest of them. We man. have got John Fricky uh, continuing on the Super Bowl Sunday. We get out of here at the top of the next hour, but up next, moving into the eight o'clock hour, we had to make a little pivot. Miles Garrett is going to join us. Going to talk about some of the top stories that are happening in sports. Yep, and some of the biggest upsets in sports, but also taking a minute and talk about these Atlanta Hawks. They're winning again, and they're making you feel like, hey, maybe they're going to just sort of take advantage of Joel Embiid be out and make a big noise in the East. We will see moving forward. It's Sam and Greg on the Super Bowl Sunday, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.